0: Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo.
1: Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo!
0: Into to the Palazzo Podcast, the debut edition of the original Big Show with Michael Gauvier and Christopher Deary. The 2023 Fantasy Baseball Preview is in full effect, y'all, and it's time to get down with the long-awaited return of Shine or Ride the Pine. We'll cover some projections. You can join in real time, make your own calls, and give us your insane fantasy takes. That's right. We're bringing back all the classics. It is time to get this season rolling, and we want to make it a profitable 2023 for you. Our goal here is to entertain you, inform you, and at the end of the journey when the show is over, we hope you'll be a little better off than you were before you pressed play. That's our goal here at the Palazzo Podcast. And we never want to let you down. This show's going to be a doozy, just like every episode was before it. Nothing's changing in that respect. So strive yourselves in and get into your favorite easy chair and take lots of notes. Take it away,
1: boys!
2: talk! give me two. What's up, everybody? What's up? Michael Gobia, Chris Deary, the original. Corso Podcast up in here. What is going down? We're excited to be back and doing the show. We're kicking off 2023 in style. The only way we know how, just to be the total bozos that we are. Christopher Deary, it's been a while since we did a show. We covered the free agent frenzy in December, and that's the <laughs> last time we did a show. So we're way overdue, and I'm very, very pleased that we're finally sitting down doing the damn thing.
3: Yeah, did the season start already? I feel like we're that far behind.
0: Dave! That's putting it mild. Eh? Yeah, that's
2: true.
3: Hey man, life, I, life, life gets in the way, man. A lot of yeah. shit going on in both our lives. So.
2: I know, but I had something been holding me back, too. And all this shit been going on in my life, sure, but like I I really wanted to get this show rolling, and for some reason I kept running into this hump. And as I'm saying it out loud now, it sounds stupid because the show is so much fun. We love doing this show. We get to talk baseball. It's not a boring show. We entertain ourselves. We inform. We learn. We laugh. And uh, we just talk about whatever we feel like talking about. For some reason I I had like this block building up and I felt more pressure. Like we gotta get the show going. We gotta get the show going. And it's just silly stuff in my brain. I gotta get streamlined. <laughs> I gotta get my life right, dearie. I gotta get it together. You know what I mean? Get your ass to Mars, man.
3: Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll please bear with us,
2: we're experiencing
0: technical difficulties.
2: Yeah, that's basically what it was like in my head. But it doesn't matter now. All that is past. Michael Govier, MJ Govier on Twitter. Christopher Deary, C. Deary, 1999. Of course, Palazzo Podcast, two L's. Utah. Two Z's. Give me two. That's how it goes down here. Chris, it's February 9th. How do you feel about baseball right now? How do you feel about your prep? Where do you stand on this date?
3: I'm very excited. I've I've gone through most of my tiers. Uh, I did a lot of kind of without ranking, just a lot of deep dives into guys I was interested about. Been listening to a lot of podcasts out there that's you know helped bring me up to speed on a lot of guys. But I'm excited to talk about some stuff today, and hopefully we're, this is going to be more consistent as we gear closer towards spring training.
2: Hey! Damn right it is. We're going to do it. We're going to keep it real. We'll be doing a show of a week for sure. We've been doing the prospect show. That's the one consistent thing that's been going. And that's really thanks to Ben. Shout out to Ben. He's been a huge help in that department. Shout out to you, brother. He's been organizing it. We did the show today with Chris Welsh. If you missed that, we talked about first-year player draft analysis, what to do, who to look for, how Chris Welsh approaches it, the man himself from In This League. So if you didn't catch that show on YouTube or in the audio version, make sure you check it out. Oh, shit, look who's here, Brian K. Rodgman. Man, Brian, I feel like I haven't seen you in eons, dude. What is up? Wow, slow progress, says Brian, is better than no progress. The boys are back,
4: bitches. Don't you ever fart on my tits again.
2: I think that's the lesson here, right? Isn't that the lesson? We got some new drops. I love it oh wow we got a lot of drops we got a lot of just so excited i love this show i love doing what we do here and we hope you enjoy it don't forget the discord's free there's a link i'll drop in the live chat it's at the top of the page on the twitter feed the patreon has been a total disaster i suspended payments on that thing because i wasn't even it wasn't even cool it was just like there's nothing it's a waste of time so (laughs) trust me I'm working on it, but I I will not be charging anybody until further notice. And it's been like that for a bit now because it's just not fair. We're not here to screw anybody or take advantage of anybody. I just wanted to offer something more if I did the extra work. And my goal here now, Deary, is to roll out a series I'm calling Five Guys. Like Five Guys Burgers. People like food, right? Do you like burgers? Burgers are good. I enjoy burgers. Burgers. Shocking shocking information. Five Guys. What's better than Five Guys burger-wise?
3: I mean, burgers are good, but I mean, for me, I'll go with the standard Wendy's double burger. I love that burger. It's one of the few fast food burgers that doesn't give me major tummy issues.
2: Wow, dude. That is okay. I'm surprised that you just said that, but I will say I do like the Wendy's burgers. There's something about the taste. I don't like McDonald's burgers and Burger King, I still think is the standard when it comes to fast food, but... I also like White Castle burgers. I do. I know that's not a popular opinion. You have to be shit-faced and blacked out of your mind to enjoy White Castle for the most part, but I think they're good.
3: I got White Castle right around the corner stuff. from me. We've lived now here for help. four
2: years. And Somebody never help! Help me! I got a White Castle crisis in my brain. I think Deary froze up for a minute here, but he'll be back shortly. Either way, guys, the Patreon's going to get rolling with my five guys series, so it's real simple. i am going to be picking five guys from each roster that I want to highlight and focus in on. It doesn't have to have anything to do with... Anything. I'm just gonna look over the rosters. I'm still at the tail end of my blackout here, okay? The ADP blackout is ending here as of tomorrow. So this is the final night. I've been ADP free while I've been writing articles for FTN, Groovin' with Govier. You can catch on FTNFantasy.com. Totally free. Totally free.
4: You're
0: my
2: boy, blue. I'm your boy at FTNFantasy.com. Read the Groovin with Govier that I wrote. It's free free free. i'll say it 87 times if i have to but you can check out what i talked about fraley and Oliveris, two outfielders that i find intriguing again no clue where they're going in adp i really don't i'm not trying to do this to be a contrarian or to be a dick i just wanted to keep myself fresh with my own perspective there he is he's back hey buddy welcome back
3: i'm going upstairs i got shit internet down here
2: he's got shit net downstairs watch out for shit net but my goal is to set up my own rankings and my own projections first before I get myself forever poisoned. Because once you see ADP, and this is a fact, this is a damn fact, folks. Once you see ADP, you can't unsee it. Maybe you guys have a memory or brain where you just forget it. You see it, and you're like, oh, I don't remember what I saw an hour ago. That's not how my mind works. Once I see ADP, I see a player's name at a positional situation, and where he's being drafted, it is there forever. All times, lock that in. That's what happens. So my goal was to avoid that until I had everything set up in my own world. Now I do, and that's what I was talking about in the latest grooving with Govier over at FTN Fantasy. Shout out to Vlad and Maddie Davis and Eric Cross. Eric <laughs> Cross is at FTN now. Eric Cross left fan tracks, folks. That was huge, huge news. Shout out <laughs> to Eric. He's the man. He's no longer there. Eric Cross without fan tracks is like ketchup without mustard, peanut butter without the jelly. Right? It seems stunning that that would happen but he's gone he has gone and it's a new day at ftn we got cross and maddie davis and vlad and chris Meany. we got a lot of great people over there so check out the work we're doing ftnfantasy.com especially for baseball this season if you're playing season long we got you covered we also have the dynasty tip with cross digging it love it sound money says absolute draft position yeah that's kind of my bag here, dearie. While you were gone, dear, I was ranting about how I've truly kept myself free of ADP. I don't know a damn thing about it. I truly don't.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I think last year we were talking about it like, fuck ADP. I'm not looking at it at all. I'm not looking at it at all. My main focus, especially with many of my home leagues this year, is looking at scarcity of positions and really thinking about where I'm drafting a lot of these positions. Most of these we pull out of a hat, and then, you know, let's say you pull the number one pick out of there, like you get to pick what whichever spot you want to be in, in the draft. I don't – if I pull number one, I don't want number one. But I also – in my 16-team league or 15 rotos, I don't want the end of the draft. I'm thinking more towards the middle round right now in terms of, of where I want to be. It's going to be able to be a lot easier for me to plan out how I want to, you know, make my draft and supplement my team so i'm looking at that i have been looking at 80 adp it's kind of all over the place i have a lot of issues with a lot of those guys we might talk about a couple of them today and genius, genius, in a of genius. Um, so my adp is or, or my rankings is vastly different than what a lot of adps right now look like as i've been going through my position starting to get some rankings uh together so uh, it's gonna be really fun once i do start drafting have not drafted a team yet probably looking. Late February, early March, I might start my first drafts. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Yeah,
2: I haven't drafted at all yet, dear. It's a big change for me. No drafts. Feels go good. Well. <laughs> it yeah, it does feel good. good. I'm happy with it right now. I'm, I'm going to break the seal very soon. And the whole point for you guys, ADP is relevant because it tells you what other people are doing overall on average. I get that. So I'm not dismissing it entirely. I'm just talking about what I need for me to be the most successful fantasy baseball player I can that's why I'm doing this process. It's not to get attention or, oh, whoa, that's the no ADP guy. That's not going to be my shtick. You know, I don't give a shit about that stuff. I really don't. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I just want you guys to know that. The more you know. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about some takes, some insane fantasy takes. We haven't done that forever. For those of you guys who are original members, uh, show people, I don't know what you call them, listeners, viewers, theory. What do we call these people?
3: Patrons. <laughs> Don't think of it as Patreon. Don't think
2: of it as Patreon, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. We welcome you. Welcome, come on in, brethren. Yeah, what, well, brothers, sisters, everyone, unite the clans. That's what we're trying to do here. Everybody, come on board. So, you old schoolers who know from day one, we used to do insane fantasy takes. We're also going to do Shine Around the Pine, which was like the first thing we ever really did on this show, and it's only a preseason thing. So we're breaking it out. We're ready to go. Last year we were sucked out of it because. What happened with the damn lockout, Deary? You kind of you know, took away some of our excitement to do a lot of predictions on projections. But now we have baseball rosters ready to go. We've got spring training here, pitchers and catchers reporting next week, and it's time to start making projections. We're going to use Steve Polo, friend of the show, been on the show many times, love Steve, love Steve. We're going to use his classic stomper projections, Deary, and we'll go over some shine and ride the pine later on in the show. What do you think of that? I love it. I can't wait. It's one of my favorite segments we do it is it's awesome i'm really excited about it too all right uh let's cover some of the business as we'd like to do here because you know what is a show without a few pieces of information related to business and fire up the business time here get the laundry going think about doing some laundry right now oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we got the super bowl dearie chiefs me too Could be a tight game, but I just don't see Mahomes losing again. I don't. Agreed. Yeah, I don't see it. We're doing the Super Bowl dance here. All right, business time. I already talked about FTN Fantasy, what we're doing over there. Grooving with Gauvier. Right now it comes out every two weeks, but once the season starts, we'll be doing it every week. And this week I tried to do more of a player focus where I did some player comps for two different positions, outfield, third base. I compared Josh Rojas and Matt Chapman to third base, Deary. Interesting. And then I did some deep – deep league outfielders with Jake Fraley and Edward Olivares. Ooh, I like both those guys.
3: Yeah, that's deep, but hey, man, there's value in those deep picks. You know that.
2: Again, I don't know what ADP is yet, so I was just thinking of players, regardless of how ridiculous their ADP might be right now, that I think are interesting and that we should take a look at. And I think Fraley and Olivares, as I wrote in the article, a lot of similarities there with Steele's potential. They're the same age, basically, but one plays in a really, really superior park with the Reds and the other one plays in Kansas City but both lineups are also interesting although that ballpark probably gives the Reds offense an edge over Kansas City's would you agree or do you think both lineups are similar
3: I probably like the Royals lineup a little more but I mean that, that Reds park it's like I was looking in deeper into Tyler Stevenson today and it's just like what that guy does at home I know he's had some injury issues last year but it's mm-hmm. like man that guy could really rise up the boards playing 81 games at home if he can stay healthy
2: Wow. Classic. I love Tyler Stevens and I fell in love with him a couple years ago and I I was so much pain when he got hurt and he missed so much time last year. But check out Gobi FTM Fantasy. And then uh, like I said, I'm not even gonna talk about it anymore. I'm just saying the Patreon's gonna get rolling again. Less talk, just action. I'm doing a Tigers five guys thing, which is five guys I'm gonna pick from the roster just to talk about and give you guys some insight. I'm gonna do it for every team. And there's going to be more where that came from. Again, I'll just shut up. I'll show you with action because I'm tired of talking about it and sounding like a hot airbag who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Can't trust he's it. damn right. He can't trust it. And then uh, we got the Plaza Podcast Invitational going, Deary. It's live. It's available. Now, you can't find it on NFBC when you type it in or you look in the lobby. It doesn't show up there. But all you need is the link from us, which you can find in the Discord. We also tweeted about it this week. And I'll drop it in the live chat here if you want to sign up. It's 15 team. Standard Roto five by five. It's a, it's not a draft champion. Well, it is draft champions. It's just fifty bucks instead of one hundred fifty dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. How many how many leagues we at right now? I haven't signed up yet. I just think we just got it going. So I think we're on the second league. Okay. We're building league one. Started their draft the other day, thanks to Russell, my man. <laughs> Russell was like, "Where the hell's the Palazzo Invitational? I want to draft," <laughs> and he got things going. It's crazy. I like forgot about it. <laughs> I mean, this will be,
3: what, year three, year four doing it? I just, I, I like, forgot about it. This is
2: our third year. This will be our third year doing the Invitational. It's got a, we've had two champions now. The original champion was Richard Sands. Shout out to Richard. And then last year, Zach Nelson. Zachary Nelson won. So those are the two champs. We'll see if we get a first two-time champion, or we'll get another first-time winner. We did five leagues last year. There's an overall component. You can win the individual league to win the league title and the money. You also win the overall. So it's... That's a copycat of the main event or some of the bigger leagues they have. Except it's draft champions. There's no fab, so you don't have to do anything else. Right, Deary? It's just you draft and you set your lineups all season. That's it.
3: I'm hoping to see a better performance out of yourself and I this year. The last two years, it's been rough for both of us. Big round, please. It's been like like over like in the first two months. I'm like,
2: Jesus, my worst team. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know who's winning. I got to tell you this. It's been a really, really poor performance for us, so we really are under the gun. And draft champions has been my weakest format, dear. I've really struggled uh, with the you draft and you're stuck with your team situation. It's not best ball because you got to set your lineups, but it's basically that. You have a team and you're stuck with it. I'm no Rob DiPietro for damn sure I'll tell you that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, we all have our specialty that we're great at. I mean, I think a head-to-head Cats league is what I've always been the best at because I've played the most out of it. Definitely improved a ton in Roto last year. Didn't play much Roto growing up, but it's the draft and holds and and best balls I've had a hard time with in the last couple of years. Bye, Felicia.
2: Yeah, we've been total trash. We're going to try to do better. We're going to make ourselves competitors in dc so sign up for the palazzo podcast invitational 50 bucks unlimited leagues if a league fills the draft will start the next day and a new one will just start to build so we'll do as many leagues as you guys are willing to sign up you can only sign up one time so don't worry about like oh i signed up twice it should just be one and done and they won't let you do two so don't worry about that nfbc.com is where it all happens the national fantasy baseball championships i'm gonna be in las vegas next month here i'll be doing my main event draft for the second year in a row. Live and in person in Vegas. That's right. Look at me. I'm a big deal, but I'm looking forward to that because you get to meet people in real life. And you draft. I mean, last year I finished in ninth place in that main event league. It was not a great performance, but it was really, 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 really tough. Paul Spohr, Justin Mason, Scott Jenstad, Dalton Del Don. I mean, Jeff Zimmerman. I mean, this thing was loaded. It was really, really tough.
3: (laughs) You said you finished ninth last year? Yeah. And two years ago, you you basically you got your money back, right? Yeah, I finished
2: top three in my league, which is get your money back. That's exciting. Going back to Vegas for you. That'll be sweet. <sighs> Man, I don't know. if I, Can I pull this off?
0: Whatever, motherfucker. Nobody cares.
2: But look, yeah, that's going to be happening. So check out the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. I'm dropping the link in the live chat. Follow us on Twitter. Two L's, two Z's. You Utah. know the drill on that one. get yeah, me too. And then, of course, YouTube, subscribe. Let's get the push to 400 subs. You know, we've been around for a few years now. We should have more subscribers than this. We really should. We're informative and we're entertaining. There's rarely a show out there that is like the show that we provide you. Just as long as we do it every week, that's the key, right? <laughs> so as long as yeah. we do it. But uh, by the way, I was thinking about Christina today because I saw this game. It's a new Harry Potter video game. Is she Ooh. aware of this? We're aware. <laughs> where where the problem is uh
3: we don't have a ps5 the ps4 version doesn't come <gasps> out until april i'm already seeing fantastic reviews um so i'm like you know i think we might have to wait i don't think we're shelling out the money for a ps5 but when that does come out I, i'm like get your pto in now
2: uh, <laughs> i saw a trailer for it this morning when i woke up just randomly because i was on reddit and i was like what is this and damn it looked really cool, and I'm not, like, the biggest Harry Potter fan. Deary's wife is a big Harry Potter fan, so I figured she probably had her eyes on that one. It looks pretty – it's open world, just like a lot of these mm-hmm. open world games, and you get to be at Hogwarts. It's, it looks like a lot of fun. I admit that freely. A sound Money clarify here saying that the drafts actually start sooner than the next day for the Plaza Invitational. So if it fills up, the draft basically starts, like, the next hour. And I yeah. think that's correct. So that, I was incorrect to say that the draft starts the next day. It actually starts – like right after the fifteenth person joins, within mm-hmm. and they'll notify you. Like draft starts in an hour,
3: right? Yeah, but at least it's not like a fifteen minute clock. You got a while.
2: <laughs> That's true, and it, yeah, it's a it, slow draft too. It's a two hour. It's two
3: or four. It it's two. It's two or four. I think it's. Actually,
2: someone who's doing it right now, like Russell or somebody, chime in, <laughs> let us know. I think I, I asked. I think I asked for the two hour clock, not the four. I Think it's
3: yeah. I think it's two.
2: Yeah. Oh, sound money saying it's two. Yep. Okay. Cool two and sound money's in it right now so he knows that's direct from the horse's mouth thank you sound money also known as bob dole he's bob dole in the discord (laughs) bob dole bob dole youtube subscribe right now if you've never subscribed do it right now five-star review apple podcast blah 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 spotify you know all this shit please help us out let's grow the show let's move into some more fun as we head into 2023 with a bang we got a season preview to kick off on this show it feels good to be a gangster, Deary. It feels good to be alive, and I'm not taking it for granted, and neither should you, as we now have to move into our next segment. Deary, any questions before we continue on the show known as the Palazzo Podcast? No, I think I've done this before. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I have to talk a lot. Okay, great. So, well, yeah. so you've been around. You know the next segment is Leading Off. <laughs> It's nice to hear that. I haven't heard that in a long time. So in today's leading off, we're keeping it simple. We do a lot of segments during the regular season. What do we do, Deary? Uh, We do... What do we do with the Mark Mark Morrison?
3: Return of the Mac. If you come back from the DL, (laughs) you got to get a chime in from Mr. Mark Morrison.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. We love doing that. And, of course, when May comes around, it's got to be May. I'll throw that out there. A lot of fun stuff. We're silly but uh, we'd like to make it entertaining and not just like, you know, Dear, you say you've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately? What podcasts draw you in? Like, what is it about? Do you just want to hear information or what are the shows that are really grabbing your attention? I mean, it's,
3: it's, it's all information because like, (laughs) I like, I want more fun, but I like, I like quick hitters. Like, you know, uh, when they do like fancy baseball today has always been really good because it's quick and it's like straight to the point. Um, You know, that's what makes us different is like, we're fucking around, we're having some fun. Um, So I, that's what I, I like the entertainment Valley, but I'm just, I've just been kind of catching up on a, a lot of it is fancy baseball today stuff. Frank Stample and Scott white and, and, and towers, just because they're quick to what I need to get in terms of information of catching up.
2: That's fair. And they do it well. They've been doing well for a long, long time. Hey, Jay bird. What's up, man. Hey, all Vegas this year. We were just talking about Vegas, Jay bird before you popped in. I'll see you there next month, March 23rd, I believe at, the Mirage this year. Last year was Bellagio, dearie. This year is the Mirage. I've never been to the Mirage, so I know was that the place where the Tigers ate the two magician dudes?
3: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I don't know where they performed at. <laughs> Seems they like ate. they did. I don't think they ate both of them. I, I know one of them got mangled.
2: What was it? What was one of their names? Sig, Sig, Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. That's right. Thank you. Well done. Woohoo! hoo! money says go Tigers. Okay, sure. Go Tigers. There you go. That's just for you, buddy. Uh, Mubot says, follow Ben Chase on Twitter. Big, gentle Ben. Sure, why not? Follow Ben. Follow Deary. See Deary1999. I'm an MJ Govier myself. And, of course, Blossom Podcast. Two elves. Utah. Two Z's. Give me two. All right. So let's get into our first catch of the day. Good. Our first catch of the day. So for this segment, I want to talk about the rule changes. You know, the catch mm-hmm. of the day, there's been a lot of talk about it. In fact, I've heard some really good things. I haven't been able to read it yet because I have to buy it. But the process, written by Tanner Bell who's also a local Michigander, by the way, lives over in Shelby. I think He lives on the east side over there somewhere. Where you, know, you used to grow up here. And him and Jeff Ziverman write the process every year. And I heard that the new process has some interesting stuff about the rule changes. So I'm wondering how much stock are you putting into the rule changes? Also, not just the rule changes, but the schedule change too. So there's a lot of changes for this season that we really need to take into consideration with the schedule not being so divisional dominant anymore. And, of course, the pitch clock, limited opportunities to throw to first, and no shifts. What's your question? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ah! Sorry. Yes? Uh, you guys the uh... You guys Yeah. Uh, you want to. Yeah, talk so how, how am I
3: taking how am I taking stock into this? Um, what are you doing? Haven't done it. haven't done it yet. And I think the one that is probably going to have the biggest impact will be the shift ban. Um, you know, you need to look at the players from, you know, the last couple of years who, you know, could have huge bounce backs. Uh, guys that I know that it affects probably the most, uh, you know, the Corey Sears of the world, Kyle Schwarber um jose ramirez it's a lot of left-handed bats and anthony rizzo Ashohe shohei otani a lot of those guys hit a lot of balls towards towards uh you know that pulled in shift uh, i think seager had the most last year um so that's the one that i'm looking at most really the one that's so interesting is and i don't know how to quantify it because we just don't know yet is the pitch clock and then the bases being a little bigger we expect oh, yeah. that we're going to see a bump we expect, oh, I was just getting a yingling delivered. All right, Yeah. We, ex- we expect that we're gonna see a bump in stolen bases, but like, who does that affect? Is it, you know, a Trey Turner? Is he gonna go from 30 steals to possibly 40 steals? A guy that maybe only gives you four or five steals is there a possibility he gets to 10? So mm. the intriguing part is, you know, we all know that steals can be very limited and it's very hard to find, um, you know, as you're looking into this year, those guys, you know, maybe Glaber Torres gets back to having 15 to 17 stolen bases. So it might not be too hard to find steals, but we're not going to be able to quantify it in the preseason. So I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think it would change too much of my drafting at this point.
2: I did some research on this when I wrapped up last year in a groove with that I wrote. And I learned that first off the bigger bases, we really won't mean anything based on what we know about the minor leagues and how those were used there. And with the pitch clock, that's going to affect certain pitchers who are going to be frustrated by it. Actually, catchers, it could be a problem for some of them as well because they might not be comfortable with it. And some of them might not be able to play certain days because they might not have the groove that a pitcher requires. And I, I just think there's a lot of weird changes that go into – because we just take for granted that every player, dearies, is going to be like, all right, well, we just adjust and we move forward. Not every player is going to do that, right? Isn't that why we do the shit? Isn't that why we talk about this stuff? Because we're trying to figure out, wow, where can we gain an edge – And what player will let you down this year? What player will go beyond their expectations? This is our concern, dude. Looks like you're muted, but I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah, I had to mute so I could uh, crack my
3: yingling, which I don't have to mute for that. Yeah, absolutely not. The interesting part with this pitch clock is like, some pitchers need that extra time in between pitches, one to mentally focus into, you know, what they really want to throw next. But some of them need that just to kind of take a little bit of the stress off your arm. I mean, you're going back and forth, like constantly pitching. Um, and and to your point with catchers, like you got to be on the ball and ready at all times. And, you know, once you get to the point and, and the one rule I hate the most is, you know, um, you know, not having unlimited times to throw over to first base, like you're gonna have to be really strategic with that. So, mm-hmm. be interesting to see how this affects pitchers going forward. Um, that is and, bullshit. Know, how it's gonna be taxing on you know some of the some of the catchers as as well. Uh, it's gonna be really interesting when you're in Texas Texas in the absolute insane heat where it's like, man, we gotta close this roof. It is too damn hot. When <laughs> you know the pitchers got no break in between you know pitches, you gotta go as a Whoops, pitcher myself. It's easy. As a pitcher myself, I would have loved this because I was a fast worker anyways because I wanted to get back into the dugout so I could sit my ass down.
2: Okay. Dude, I'm excited about how these rule changes will look, how we're going to see the effect on our teams. I can't wait for baseball. I can't wait for 2023. I can't wait for this all to go down. I'm excited for life. I'm excited about what players will let us down, what players will thrive, who's going to come out of nowhere. There's going to be a lot of talk. Remember last year, nobody talked about Taylor Ward, and he ended up coming out of nowhere, really kicking some serious But in May. I will give a shout-out to Joe G, Joe Gentile. He was the one guy, supposedly, that I ever found who went on the record prior <laughs> to the season starting that Taylor Ward would be something unique. So, Joe, I miss you. If you're out there, if you're hearing the show today or seeing this later, I hope you're doing well, my friend. I miss you. You're a good man. But I... I'm just really wondering how much the steals will go up. They're going to go up. I know they are. Because not only – forget the rule changes for a second, Diri. The rule changes are almost secondary to the fact that baseball is intentionally trying to reformat the game. They are. That's mm-hmm. not a secret. It really isn't at all. And they
0: completely goddamn
2: disrespected yeah. me. Little idiots! Idiots! Yeah. They might be idiots, but they're – I mean – The man himself, Theo Epstein, has been on the record saying we did this huge poll and everybody says they want to see more uh, athleticism and action and shorter games, you know, tighter game times. They want to see more, more, more in the field, less three true outcomes. This is intentional. So this is baseball's agenda to make the game more lively and filled with action as opposed to the three true outcomes. So forget the rule changes this is just a part of that overall plan. And I think we have to be really cognizant of that. And it's not something you could quantify. It's just something I know. I mean, do you disagree with any of that? No, I
3: absolutely agree. Um, And, you know, I don't like change when it comes to sports, but I, in the end, I really, I I really think this is necessary. I don't think it's going to bring on all these new people to like the game, but you know, those of us that are getting sick of these three and a half slog games between the Red Sox and Yankees, you're really interested to see like what the ET ends up being for a lot of these games. Do we finish how do you feel about the hours change? for a lot of these games? Are we gonna see games We've that are two change. hours?
2: That could be fun too. Yep, I'm down for that. I'm just excited to see the amount of steals that go up. They're gonna go up. Lock it in now. All the money in the world, whatever the total amount of steals in all of Major League Baseball were in 2022, I guarantee they'll go up at least one, maybe by 20, because this is what they want. So I'm excited to see new managers. So we got new managers with new philosophies possibly taking over in spots where we had a lot of, you know, the Royals again. They had Matheny for a long time and his really kind of, it's my way or the highway type deal. Now they've got Mike Quattro now from the Rays, a new manager, a fresh face, someone who's been getting a lot of interviews over the last few years and finally got a job. Randy Rosarina stole 32 bags last year. So why can't a guy like Edward Oliver's take off or Bobby Witt Jr. or mm-hmm. Kyle Isbell? There could be more steals from that team this season. And if steals become more prevalent, dearie, this is the last part I want to say about this. If steals become less scarce, then that changes draft strategies, right?
3: Oh, a- a- absolutely. You think of, like, the years where Whit Merrifield was going in the third or fourth round. It was strictly on steals.
2: <laughs> yep. That's what I'm saying. So, that's that's my bet. And I'm, I don't know if I'm going to change from this stance much more going forward. I think I'm kind of locked in on it. Locked that in. I know people fear change, but sometimes also, be fun. I, I mean I also think it makes
3: drafting a lot more exciting you're not going to be as stressed to be like oh my god I where am I going to find steals you're going to be able to if if this becomes true that we believe there's going to be steals and there's no reason to think that there's not going to be you can be able to build a roster with like five or six guys that can give you 15 to 20 bags and you don't have to reach for them absolutely hell
2: yes see how would you feel about making a change
4: we fear change
2: I don't fear change. I'm down with it. Look, I wanted to ask you about this because I don't know who these people are, but apparently they've been writing at Rotographs for a while, and I'm clueless. Have you ever heard of the Birchwood Brothers? No. Yeah. I am not familiar with the Birchwood Brothers either. And I'm, they, I found this article on Rotographs. It was from Jeff Zimmerman on Twitter. And they're basically saying that uh, they're – Really, really smart baseball dudes. They're brothers. They're two siblings. It says, in the four years we've played in the TGFBI, which is a, you know, mainly for fantasy pundits, as they describe it, which is not always true, but it is. We finished in the overall top 23 times, a record equaled only by the amazing Dylan White. Who, oh, by the way, Dylan White. Do you know who Dylan White is, dearie? Uh, see? We don't know anything. We're clueless losers on this show. What the hell do we know about anything? Shout-out to Dylan. Shout-out to the Birchwood brothers. I don't know either of you, all three of you. I'm not familiar with you guys. But Dylan White, I've been hearing a lot of good things about. Jeff Ponce came on the Prospects Power Half Hour the last week, and they brought Dylan White into Baseball America. So I've learned a lot more about Dylan. But these Birchwood brothers are interesting. I, I don't know who they are. So if you guys know who the Birchwood brothers are, please drop it in the live chat. Fill me in. I want to know more. I want to learn about things. Brian K. Rodgman says, Scott Posendik, guys, maybe in play. <laughs> What's that Nick? <laughs> Billy Hamilton. Billy. Uh what was a? Uh, remember that one guy, the Mariners? Like people just would always get him for steals only? This was in the last ten years. That's all he did was steal bags. He played in Seattle. Oh fuck. Oh shit. I I'm not his name's escaping me, but he couldn't hit for power. He could just steal bags. And we all thought I'm gonna I'm just gonna look up I'm gonna look Let's up look like twenty twelve how about the 2011 Seattle might, Mariners?
3: Yeah, you might get some fun uh, names.
2: Yeah, so he was on that roster. I bet he's on this roster. If As soon as I see his name, I'd be like, oh, it's that dude. The guy who stole a bunch of bases, but he never did anything else. Mm, no, I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing uh, Dustin Ackley. Remember him? What? Oh, that was a yeah,
3: big prospect that never did anything.
2: Yeah, that one never really happened. He was a huge prospect. Uh, not D-Strange. No, it's not D-Strange Gordon. It was another dude. Ah. <sighs> God, I just can't think of his name right now. But I can see him trying to steal a base. He was a Mariner once upon a time. That's all I got. It's not very informative. Either way, if you know who it is, drop in the live chat and follow us on Twitter. Lots of podcast. two L's, two Z's. Did you know who the manager, who was the manager of the Seattle Mariners in 2013, Deary? Do you have any idea?
3: I'm terrible with manners, managers. You know
2: <laughs> I, there's no way I would have been able to guess this either. It's Eric Wedge. Do you remember Eric Wedge?
3: Yeah, I remember Eric Wedge. Oh, you do. Okay, so yeah. I just yeah. found out today that Bruce Bochy's back in the back in the the league. He is
2: man. I'm glad I called that. Guy. Bruce Bochy's trying to win another World Series and try to prove it wasn't just being a San Francisco Giant as he takes on the job. Actually, coming in at a really good time to be the Texas Rangers manager because they look pretty pretty interesting. There's some fun fantasy assets there. All right, uh, God damn it, I, do, I can't even move on from the show because I want to know. This I know guy's I'm game so I, I'm trying to find it it's driving me bonkers. If somebody gets in the live chat, let me know. Oh, Guy's here. If steals increase, what up, Guy? My man. Knows. We love Steve. Steve's Steve, the best. Steve. No. Uh, Steve's a wizard. My friend Steve, our friend Steve is a genius when it comes to baseball. If steals an increase across the board, then every fantasy team stolen base total will rise. Those players who already run are likeliest to take advantage of the rule changes. Go get that volume swiper now more than ever. Ooh. That's the way Steve thinks. I don't have. I have like half a brain. Steve has four. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Same for me, of course. Uh, Ryan Ireland, what's up, Ryan? Good to see you, my friend. He says Dylan White is one of the best we got in the Great White North. He's Canadian, of course. He is. Canadians. Love our Canadians There's a lot there. of Canadians in fantasy baseball. Know what they're doing. Some of the <laughs> smartest people in the game, proudly from the Maple Country. God, that guy was like a. Was his name Nigel? Maybe his name was Nigel. No, that, there's no Nigel, right? It's like some goofy yeah. name. It really is. It, it was like... A making n- plans for Nigel. Nilly. Well, making plans for Nigel. You're getting... Cl- I think you're getting close. Yeah, it's like Nilly... No, Nilly. Come on, Mike. What are you saying? It's not Andy Chavez. It's not Austin Jackson. These are all former Seattle Mariners from 2014? Nick Franklin. Remember Nick Franklin? He failed. That didn't work <laughs> he out. He failed. Yeah, that did not work out at all, did it? Uh did this frankly. guy also play for the Pirates? Mm, I don't think so. I'm I sure he probably played like it in like tiny... one other team, but it's not Franklin Gutierrez, that's for sure. Uh, hmm. Oh, Ricky Weeks. Remember Ricky Weeks? He was fun. He was a good player. Struck out a lot, but Ricky Weeks was it's a like rock a solid baseball with some player. power. Yeah, I liked him. I had him on a few fantasy teams. Uh Leonis <laughs> Martin. It's not Leonis Martin. And it's not uh Ho Lee. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I gotta figure this out. I spent the whole podcast figuring it out.
2: We were doing a great show, and then the Mike just couldn't let it go. He was thinking about some guy who stole a bunch of bases back in the day. Yeah, I blew it, guys. I'm sorry. All right, I'll move on from it. But if we get to this, it's not Sean Figgins. No, Dave says Sean Figgins. It is not Sean Figgins. That's not who I'm thinking of. He was an outfielder. I'm very confident that he was an outfielder, super speedster. Played within the last 15 years, like 12 (laughs) to 15 years. Guile says Mark Lacklemore. No, that's too far back. Not Mark McLemore. Uh, Ryan says Dylan White's a very smart dude. Yes, he is. Oh, Jimmy, what's up, Jimmy? Jimmy's been a newcomer to the show over the last couple months. What's up, Jimmy? He says you guys rock. Well, shit, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. You're a good American or Canadian or whatever country you're from. We welcome all faiths. To the Palazzo
3: podcast. You know, what's right. funny is you could be thinking a guy that wasn't even on the Mariners.
2: <laughs> that's
3: very. I'm telling you. Very,
2: I'm telling you. That could that's the thing I'm most confident about. This. He was a skinny speedster on the Mariners. But you're right. If it comes back to me where I, I got that part wrong, then I might have to go to rehab. I really. I. I, I am just a fool. I could be totally lost, and I don't know anything anymore. I guess I've been sitting on ass too much. Could it? What? Sitting on ass. <sighs> okay. Anyways. I'm not going to worry about that now. I'd like to focus in now what we used to call, well, we still call it. It hasn't really changed, but it was called Insane Fantasy Takes. It's a lot of fun where we talk about radical possibilities for the upcoming baseball season. Play to the tune of Cypress Hills, Insane in the Membrane. So, oh my God, I got the worst foot cramp right now, dear. It's horrible. Let's fire this up. Oh my God, it's killing me. Oh, it hurts so bad. Insane Fantasy Takes. (laughs) <laughs> that's probably must the, be insane. <laughs> that's probably the dumbest part right there. All right, so Insane Fantasy Takes, it's real simple. We just try to have some fun with it. Who cares if we're right or wrong? The whole point is just going to get radical. So I'm thinking, I'm just going to start simple. with. I started with my article, uh, Grooving with Gauvier, on ftnfantasy.com the other day. I think it's an easy call that Edward Olivares will steal at least 20 bases this year. There you go that's my first insane fantasy take maybe that's done there it is there it is he got it thank you Dave! Yeah.
3: Oh, smith. really malik smith yes that's him yeah i don't that, think that was that long ago actually that actually ah. might have been the last like seven years
2: yeah i was thinking like 10 minimum and yeah 2016 to 2020 i was too early he did finish with Seattle, but he started in Atlanta, played with the Rays, and played the last two years in Seattle. He stole 46 bags in 2019 for Seattle. Wow. wow. That was that recent? That was only three years ago. Holy cow. Man. Mm. Well, that's him. Dave, you nailed it, dude. You're the man. Dave's shoving, making it happen. I've met Dave. Dave is also a local Michigander. He worked at Roto World, or what used to be called Roto World. We met in Vegas last year, Dave. Hoping to see you again next month, dude. Great call. Jay Bird says, I knew it. He was a Braves prospect. Yeah. (laughs) Jimmy says he's here for the Oliveris, Drew Waters, Kyle Isbell content. Well, we haven't covered Drew Waters yet, but maybe he'll show up. Uh, Deary, why don't you take a spin on the old insane fantasy takes wheel? What do you got?
3: All right. So my spin is second base. That is a place that is scarce that I actually think you need to plan out your draft accordingly. Um, There's a guy who had an amazing breakout last year, and there's certainly reasons why it wouldn't happen this year. He had a 3.53 BABIP last year. Can he continue to be as good on the off-speed stuff as he was last year? guy that both of us liked a lot last year. I'm going to say that Andres Jimenez ends up the number one fantasy second baseman in 2023. Wow.
2: That is impressive. He's going to take another leap. Yeah. So let me,
3: yeah. And and like what we saw last year might be his ceiling. Right now, they're slotting him at fifth in the order, which is going to just boost up his RBI numbers out of the roof, especially with Jose Ramirez batting third, Josh Bell in the cleanup spot, who also gets on base a ton. I mean, Jimenez has 25 25 potential. Last year, he was 20 for
2: 23 in stolen bases. Did you know that we sold out? And we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made six bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true! $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows? Three, a two, one.
0: Where did you go? Where did
2: you go? Where did you go? Where did he go? Where did he go, guys? Here he left us. He'll be right back. He's just frozen in time. How do you guys want to kill this time? Malik Smith, man. That's all he was was steals, right? I mean, what else could Malik Smith really provide us besides steals? I can't think of much else. But he was a lot of fun. I will say that. I can't believe Dave nailed it. Dave, I'm so happy right now. its I guess it's hard to do a show live and try to think of the answer. I would have gotten that usually, I feel like. Anyways, where'd you go, dearie? Kyle says, 30 seconds on Ellie de la Cruz? Is YouTube going to kick us off because we're playing this? Did I play it like for less than 30 seconds? Is that fair use? What's fair use, 30 seconds or less? This is where did you go, by the way. I got to turn it off in case they kick us off. Lame. Jay Bird says, are you doing the Midnight Madness Draft? Me? No, I am not doing the Midnight Madness Draft this year. I did it last year. It is, for those that don't know, you're unaware. It's literally at midnight. It happens when you go to Vegas for the main event drafts and the big Vegas weekend that NFBC does. It's a yearly event. And last year I did it at Mike the Mouth, who throws this big party in a suite at the Bellagio last year. There's a draft that starts at midnight. And I did it, and then I didn't get to bed till after three am, and then the main event draft was the next morning at 11 a.m. and I felt like I was too rushed, and it was not a good call for me. It was a rookie mistake. I, I think it's fun. I didn't win either, so maybe I'm like, oh, I didn't win, but not winning has never stopped me. I'm always ready to try again, right, dear?
3: Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I don't know what's going on with my internet. I might have to hotspot in as we, we get into this. That's okay. So, yeah. You were on a roll there. So, yeah, you were talking about cool. Andres Cemenes. Yeah. Andres. I don't know where you left off, but uh, yeah, I mean, he had an incredible season last year. Uh, I love the spot in the lineup that he's projected to be at. Um, his K percentage dropped a ton last year. One of the most consistent players last year. He's a fifth rounder who could be a safe bet to be a tier two guy this year. Um, why it may not happen 353 babbitt last year can he continue to be so good on the off-speed stuff and he does chase a lot of stuff is there a way that he continues to bet 336 against left-handed pitching and if it doesn't go well does he end up dropping in the order a ton or does he end up hmm. flipping with rosario and end up batting second so i i like him and as i think he's a safe pick after you get out of that top like three guys and second base is so scarce. So he's someone that I am trying to target this year.
2: I like it. I I mean, I loved him last year. I think I got him on average about 240. (laughs) His ADP was probably around there last year. Andre Semenes. Yeah. And he ended up returning great value. Had a really, really solid year and he's a, he's a keeper. He's a guy I really like. I think it wasn't a fluke. He's 24 years old. Yeah. He was, a key part of the Lindor trade. So it wasn't Ahmad Rosario that they wanted. I believe it was really Jimenez was the key to that trade. I like what
3: Cleveland's doing with their offense. Cleveland's a team that is going to run a ton.
2: Ooh. Yeah, they're, you know, Stephen Kwan was a fun player last year. Didn't hit for a lot of power, but to see a guy who's hitting for average like that, and there might be more guys like what Cleveland's doing. Cleveland's going to hit for more contact. They're going to hit. I think Cleveland will be top five in batting averages here as a team. I really do they look around what they got on the roster. There's guys you're like, oh, well, he can hit for average and he can make contact. It's a team that got rid of guys like Fran Mill Reyes, right? Mm-hmm. And said, this isn't what we want to be doing. And then again, Fran Mill. You know, Fran Mill's going to Fran Mill. Is that what he says about himself? I don't
3: know. I mean, out- we couldn't do diddly, poo. Uh, outside Mike Zanino, who... You know, I mean, maybe Bo Naylor takes over for him at some <laughs> That's point. That's true. They
2: did bring in Mike Zanino. That just kind of blew up my argument. I hope yes. I hope
3: that ends immediately because Bo Naylor's a guy who stole twenty still who stole twenty bases in the minors. So you got, I mean, just kind of looking at the roster right here, you got five or six guys that could have upwards to twenty steals and almost their whole lineup outside of Zanino, most likely are gonna bet two
2: fifty-five and above. You think so? Okay. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, look at that. Look at these guys and tell me that you're not down, right? Stephen Kwan, Ahmed Rosario, Ramirez. I mean, Jose Ramirez was one of four guys at third base last year to steal at least 20 bags. That was Jose Ramirez, Josh Rojas, Bobby Witz. and I'm missing someone else, but there was four of them who did it. Josh Bell's a nice addition. I, we already talked about Jimenez. Josh Naylor, I really love his bat. I think he's going to continue to improve and make more contact this year. Oscar Gonzalez can crush the ball. I don't know if he's much of a content guy, but this is a lineup that's. Miles Straw. <laughs> Miles Straw. What else can we say? What? What's a. I need like a really. I don't have a good drop, but it's. Troll yeah. Toll! How about Troll Toll? Yeah. <laughs> if you draft Miles Straw, you're going to pay the Troll Toll, that's for sure. So consider not doing that. Brian says, you nailed it. Zing! Nice job. Man, we are flying high. It says we got a great turnout tonight, too. I want to thank all you guys for showing up live to the show. That makes us feel good. It's like, all right, we got our crew here. We're assembling. We're only going to build further from here. I'm digging it. All right, I'll go back to me now. Insane fantasy takes. <sighs> How about this one, dearie? Get ready, because here I come. I am going to go on the record here. I'm going to say that the one and only Joey Wentz will finish with 132 innings pitched. Mm. Insane fantasy takes. What do you think of that one, huh? <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous, right?
0: Out of
3: reason. He doesn't even know what to say. He's speechless. Somebody has to pitch for that fucking god awful team.
2: You're damn right they do. And Joey Wentz is a guy who will never, never in anyone's wildest dreams would he pitch 132 innings. Out of rhythm, it says, O'Neill Cruz MVP. There you go. I like that. Let's do it. Let's ride or die. Throw out your guys' insane fantasy takes while you're at it, just like my man Jamie did there. But I think Joey Wentz is healthy and he's a key part of this rotation with no Casey Mize and Scooble on the shelf. There's a lot of arms actually that Detroit could use this season in the rotation. It could be patchwork. So it's possible that maybe Joey Wince sticks to like 80 to 100 innings, but if we can get 132 innings out of Joey Wentz, I think you're looking at a really solid SP4 at least on your on your fantasy rotation. I would go that high. He's only 25, so he's not an old man who's He's not someone where you fear like, well, it's too late for him to get it together. It's not the case at all, Deary. Mm-mm. There's a lot of time for him. I know that, I mean, if you look at his fangrass page. He pitched 103 innings at A in 2019, which was for him like a lifetime ago. Joey Wentz has had <laughs> a lot of injury issues. For those that are somehow unclear, Joey Wentz, arm issues. He's had John. He said Tommy Johnny. I think he had a shoulder issue as well. He's been really, really, really put through the ringer since he was drafted by the Braves back in the day. So, if we can get a nice 132 innings out of Joey Wentz this year, I think that's a guy that you're going to want to draft universally all over the board because late in the season last year, though he didn't strike out as many guys as I would have liked, I liked what I saw. I think we're looking at a guy who can limit contact, keep your whip nice and tight. could he his K-9 up around 9 with the whip around 1.05 to 1.10. I well, think, and with, I with, think that's a picture you, you want.
3: Know, you said an upside of an SP4, and you're probably drafting a more like an SP6 or 7.
2: Exactly. I mean, that's right. Isn't that the whole point of like, let's call our shot here, get a really cheap deal on a guy like Wentz and get a better return. We want to draft guys that are dismissed, who are going to provide value way beyond where they're being drafted. That's it. That's the name of the game. End of story. So I, I know it's silly, but I think Joey Wentz can do it this year. Maybe... Maybe I should have said 150 if I want to get real radical with it. Uh, Dear, you got one more you want to throw at us? Yeah, it's so funny
3: that he brought up O'Neill Cruz because I ha- have a take. I don't know how insane this is because O'Neal Cruz could be <laughs> so bad that he ends up in the minors or he could end up being a first-round pick next year. Like, he's one of the most intriguing players this year. I think O'Neal Cree- Cruz goes 30-30-200. So he's 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases, 200 strikeouts. Whatever, Woo! Whatever he hits, he destroys, and you know, the batting average was really bad last year, but he did bat 288 in September and October. It's 17 home runs and 10 stolen bases with 126 Ks and 361 plate appearances. You know, right now, the Pirates have him batting leadoff. They probably need to find a better leadoff man because he only batted 150 against lefties last year. Um, You know, and the the hype train is there, like he's going seventh uh, shortstop off the board right now. I actually have him outside of the the top 10 of shortstops just because that batting average is going to be bad, and he's going to go through some struggles. I think he struck out 35% of the time last year, Um, but he never was that bad in the minors in terms of strikeout rate being that bad, so... Bring that back to like 28% and that could still be bad, but that is still so much better than it was last year. Obviously he had the hardest hit ball in the stat cast, you know, era last year, which ended up only being a single to right field because he scorched it so hard off that right field. And he ball. threw
2: the hardest ball.
3: Yeah. From I mean, shortstop. he's, he's just in an insane athlete. He's probably not going to see many fastballs. He's going to see a ton of off-speed stuff and the slider absolutely killed him. I actually think the value of him with ADP right now, Um, I think last time I checked his ADP was, you know, a a little too high for me. ADP is at 75, uh, which I think is actually just a little too high. But people are, are, you know, all over the hype train of him. I have him in a keeper league. Um, I'm actually trying to ship him off and trying to build up that hype a little more to maybe get some guys back. But, I mean, this guy's an insane talent. And uh, it'd be really interesting to see what he does this
2: year. I like it, dude. I know people are in love with him. And I... I'm not on the hype train, but I would be a fool to ignore his prodigious physical talent. Uh, Jaybird says, the link doesn't work for the Plaza Podcast Invitational. Well, there's a reason for that. I dropped it in the live chat. Why doesn't it work, Gary? <laughs> I don't know. I'm no IT man. Oh, you know, though. You do know. It's not about IT. Oh, oh, yeah. What? What am I missing? <laughs> Is this? Yeah.
3: Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm in Michigan.
2: <laughs> yep. Jaybird's in. Jay's in, up, up north. He's in Michigan. And if you are in Michigan, technically you can't draft on NFBC, but hit me off offline. There's I'm some ABA workarounds. Able to help you. There's some workarounds. Might know. I might. I might be able to try to figure this out for you. No guarantees, but I'll see what <laughs> I can do. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. All right. So, but everybody else, if you're in a state where it works, that link is in the live chat. It's ready to rock. Make sure you jump in. Yeah, I think Ryan posted earlier on in the live chat, and he said, let's get this draft filled up so we can start drafting right now, which sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I could kind of go for a draft myself. It does sound like a good time. Does it not? Maybe th- uh, throw on a nice Coors? I can't Coors. wait to draft.
3: Coors. Dude, I, <laughs> have, a t- I have a 24-ounce Coors in my fridge that I found the other day. I hate metallic Coors beer, but I, 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 might, I might save it for next week pod. This right here is a silver bullet, all the way from Colorado.
2: Sounds delicious, dear. Yeah, we're going to Glarf next month, so we got a draft coming up in a couple weeks.
3: Yeah, we got we gotta go. We gotta go.
2: We are going. We're totally, going.
3: Yeah, I'm totally in.
2: You and I, we're going. We're ro- we're driving out there. March, we're gonna be there
3: third or fourth? fourth. Yeah, I'm
2: in. I'm pumped. Yeah, we're going out. Sarah Sanchez is hosting, just like she did last year at her <laughs> shout to Sarah, who won Glarf last year, reigning Glarf champion Sarah Sanchez. Round this one for her. She won in thrilling fashion. In stunning fashion last year, an epic final day to win the Great Lakes Area Roto Fantasy League. It was really cool.
3: It was, it was, Glarf was amazing last year. I was in lead, in the lead for probably 75% yeah, of the season, then I dipped down at the end. Like, Jenny yep. got really hot at the end, and Sarah, and then you started to climb the ranks. And most importantly, Glarf won the
2: overall. That's huge. I feel great about that. Our league is good. And if you don't know what Glarf is, it's part of a greater overall Product You hear a lot about TGFBI and things like that. But Earth is, I think, the most comprehensive, competitive fantasy baseball tournament-slash-league there is, right? Because you've got every region. Glarf is the Great Lakes Area League. We're one of, like, ten leagues. There's one in Texas. There's one in Southern California. There's one in Northern California. There's one in Northwest. There's one in the Northeast and Maine and New York and all that stuff. So everybody who's anybody who does play and covers fantasy baseball for a living is in this thing. It's called earth. If you're not familiar with it, you could check it out there. I think there's actually a Twitter handle for earth. I'll try to find, but it's something we should all be aware of if you're not.
3: Yeah. And what I love about it so much about, You know, being a part of this league is it's so many people that we've interacted with, whether we've been on their pod or they've been on our pod, uh, you know, people that in the industry that write articles, you know, there's a lot of engagement between everybody. I mean, we know everybody in Glarf. I'm going to get the chance to meet all of them you know, come March and I'm super excited about that. And then obviously there's the, you know, the, the winning team gets to present a check to a nonprofit, you know, organization or a yeah. charity, um, which which gives that extra boost of like, hey, you know, we all pay I think hundred and fifty bucks for it, but a portion out of, of that comes out and then we give away to a uh to a uh great cause.
2: Hell yeah. Flawless victory. Awesome. There is a charitable aspect. I forgot to mention that. I'm glad you brought that up. Very cool. Uh, out of Rhythm Sports says Hunter Green. Where do you guys think he'll be overall in pitching this year? Uh, Hunter Green of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, blown out arm? God
3: damn.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, he throws so Triple hard. digit
3: I, fastball? I, I think he had the most uh, pitches over 100 miles per hour last year. Um and when he died like and the thing was like when he dialed it down a little bit and it was still at 98 99 he got he still got hit pretty hard but there's massive upside with him.
2: Too many cooks. Yeah, there's he throws really hard but how dynamic is his fastball? It's just like you said, throw it hard as you want but if it's straight down the middle, it doesn't matter. Yeah. People will crush it. These are professional hitters. In case you haven't heard, these are professional baseball players. So I'm not as stoked to jump on the hundred green bandwagon, especially because of his home ballpark too. That is a bummer. And
4: yeah. the fact
2: that they're not just going to be playing the NL central heavy anymore. They're going to be branching out. If you look at the red schedule, you're going to be like, Oh crap. Well, they are going to be playing <laughs> other offenses now that yeah. you didn't really want them to be playing. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's been plenty of guys I'm over, over no the pass, history man. of
3: baseball that threw really hard, but in 2023, throwing hundred miles per hour, isn't that impressive anymore. You need some secondary stuff.
2: Because I want to fit in. Yeah, you want to fit in, Hunter Green, but you're going to have to change your game a little bit. All right, we're live here on the Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's, of course. And now we're going to close the show out. Utah, give me two. With Shine to Ride the Pine. We're finally going to do it, man. Shine to Ride the Pine time is here. It's long overdue. I've been waiting to do this for a while, a long while. But... Deary, we are going to start this off with Stomper Projections. Steve Paolo, go to StomperProjections.com. I've always sworn by these projections. I think they're unique. They don't just kind of fit into a a narrative or like a routine display of expectations when it comes to numbers. Steve does his own number crunching. He's a wizard with numbers. He's a software engineer. He knows a lot about this stuff. Go to StomperProjections.com and see what you think for yourself. I've also been had a lot of beefs with projections. I think they're just kind of rudimentary, but I understand why they exist. I just don't think it's necessary. But with Steve, he gets radical with it. And that's why I like it Deary.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you go into a lot of different pages and it's not like, you know, people are terrible at projections. People put a lot of work into it. So many of them are similar. And then somebody, you know, there's always that one you know, website or that one writer that just downgrades everybody. I like Steve. I love Steve's stopper projections. I've loved them since we've ever done them. Steve's a great guy, huge supporter of the show, and he's very meticulous with it. And some of them are wild, but they're exciting, and they're not far off either in the end.
2: Damn, Skippy, dude. I love what you're saying there. I love what you're throwing down. So here it is. I pulled it up live. Look at that. there's us. Oh, we're down there. Hi. Okay. So let me zoom this in a tad. I'll tighten that up. All right. So let's start it off. Let's take it from the top. Let's just have some fun with it. So Aaron Judge, right here. He's projected for 51 home runs. Shine or ride the pine on 51 home runs in 2023 for Aaron Judge, dearie. Jesus Christ, that's so many home runs.
3: Uh I'm gonna ride the pine. I think he easily hits over 40, but I mean 51's crazy. He had 52 in his rookie year. Um, you know, bank 40 home runs for him. There's also a health thing to it. You know, 21 and 2022, he was very healthy. He always missed time in years before that. So, I mean, if he gets 650 plate appearances, I guess 50 would be in the realm of possibility. But I'm going to say he sits closer to 45 this year. So I'm going to ride the pine.
2: Yeah, I'm going to ride the pine too, man. It's a big number. The dead ball era is here. And they're trying to change the game. Even though he has epic power, he's got his deal. And the classic move is to just kind of go back a bit. After you get your deal, you get your deal, you get comfy. You feel like you're set for life. You know, you just lose that edge. There's no way he could repeat that edge that he had for so much of 2022. Dear, it was consistent and it was super impressive. Yeah,
3: I I, no I, I haven't done my outfield projections yet, but I, he's probably going to sit around 46,
2: 45, 46 home runs for me. I like it. All right, let's move on to the next player. Let's go on. No, we'll just randomly roll. Oh, Look at this. Adolis Garcia, our, our old pal, who we both drafted last year in at least Glarf or the Plaza Invitational. I remember that we both were like, oh, we both drafted him. How about that? We're looking at 21 steals in 2023 for Adolis Garcia. Shine around the pine on 21 steals.
3: I'm going to sh- I'm gonna shine that. Adolis had a really nice season last year. A lot of people didn't think he was going to bounce back, you know, after that 21 season that he was going to repeat it. And he arguably had a better season last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, 25 steals last year, 16, the year before, I, I don't have it in front of me, what his percentage rate was, but thinking that where there's going to be more steals this year, I think he sits closer to 23 to 25, the big issue. And this is something that I got to give a shout out to, uh, Chris towers. He was talking about this. I was listening to a pod, uh, the other day about, uh, the Rangers and Chris Woodward was a manager that ran a lot. Bruce Bochy historically was not a guy that ran a lot. So I mean, you're going to have to get with the times, Bochy. This is a team that can run, have speed on the team, and hopefully Adoles Garcia does have the chance to run. So I'm going to say shine on this.
2: Yeah, I'm going to shine it. I think he's going to have a great year in terms of speed and power. He is who he is. In one of the most textbook ways possible, Adoles Garcia is who he is. And I think it's actually a consistent basic line. 20 homers, 20 steals every year, but I think he can pop over 21. I'm going to take the over. I'm shining Adolis Garcia steals. All right. Jaybird just brought up Alec Manoa. So let's go to Alec Manoa. Wow. The projection here is 220 innings pitched. That's a huge number. Deary, could we shine 220 innings pitched from Alec Manoa?
3: No, I think he's probably going to sit below 200. Um, I think the Blue Jays get pretty close to running away with the division this year. I think the Yankees are going to struggle early on finding out the core of what their team is going to look like, and I think the 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 Blue Jays are going to be in a position where they're looking towards the playoffs more than anything, and they're going to you know be very careful with the you know the limit of their pitchers and the usage of their guys. So. Um, I'd be surprised actually if he gets to 200 I think it's going to be a notch below that um, so anything above 200 would actually kind of be a little scary to me for a guy that's that young
2: pitched 196 last year Deary. so he wasn't that far off but he's no Sandy Alcantara I mean <laughs> Sandy Alcantara had 228 last year and that was ahead of the second place Aaron Nola who had 205 I'm going to say ride the pine in this, but I think it's very close. I think Manoa could get to 215 innings pitched. I really do. I just think it's going to be a little short of 220. Well, I mean, by much. I I think another thing
3: that might help him out, like I'd like to like, it will be interesting to project what he ends up with for like a K percentage. So last year, like his, his K per nine was an 8.24, which, which is far less than what he did in his short minor league, you know, stint. And then also in 2021. So like, if, if you're not, Striking out a ton of guys, you're probably throwing less pitches, which means you're most likely getting more innings pitched. So that'll be an interesting
2: take mm. to look towards. So I think it gets close to it. Wow, dude. Impressive. Autorhythm Sports says, I'm not drafting any White Sox this year after last year's hype. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. He wants to know, where's Luis Roberts to Mullins on that list? Okay. Those are two Ooh. fun guys we could look at. Luis Robert or Cedric Mullins? Let's go over to outfielders here on Stomper Projections, brought to you by Steve Paulo, the master of everything. He owns the world. You guys know that about Steve Paulo. Uh, Cedric Mullins, right here. There he is. Uh, he's, oh, he's 30th according to the ranks. Just if you're curious about Steve's ranks. He's going to hit 311 this year. Is that what that says? Wow. Deary. Wait, what? Oh, that's his bad. No, that's his bad. All right. <laughs> I'm freaking.
3: Out. Well, he's got his average. It's going to be like, slugging. And then there's going to be like three guys <laughs> that bet 311.
2: I was just, I got to organize. Okay. So he's going to hit 273 in 2023. Deary shine around the pine on Cedric Mullins in 273 this year. Oh so, yeah. It's almost like you're taking
3: the median of two, 2021 and 2022, 2021 bet at 291. Uh 22, 22, but at 258. What would you say is that 270?
2: 273.
3: Man, I I I like Baltimore. I think they're a couple years away and some pitching prospects and maybe some pitching help. Couple years away, really. From being from being closer. From I yeah, I mean, I like some of the moves they did in pitching by getting some veteran guys. I love the young talent. Can't wait till Connor Norby gets up on this team to fill that second base spot for them.
0: Yeah, Man, I,
3: I, I like Cedric Mullins a ton. Uh, I, I, I'm going to ride the pine. I, I think he sits a little below oh. that. But we're looking at some of these other projections, you know, ATC and, and Steamer and Zips and stuff you like that, on hand graphs, uh, have him closer to like a 250, 255. I think he sits closer to 260.
4: Too
2: many cooks. Tuesday's gone. Too many cooks. he's having a tough internet night, so everyone please forgive him. But we're still rocking a great show here. I'm going to shine this. I think 273 for Cedric Mullins is very doable. His breakout year in 2021, he hit 291 at a 360 OBP. He struck out 18% of the time. Last year, he struck out 18% of the time. That hasn't changed. I just think he got a little more unlucky last year. His Babbitt dropped about 20-plus points from 2021 to 2022, from 322 to 299. So... I think Mullins could bounce back and at least cover that 273 threshold. I'm going to shine Cedric Mullins, 273 batting average. Dearie. I like it. I like it. He's a player. I like a lot. We can't hear you, but we love you. Dearie. We can't hear you, but we love you. All right. So we mentioned Luis Robert, at least that was brought up by my man, Jamie over there. So let's go to Luis Robert. Let's find him. Here he is ranked 111th overall by Steve Paolo on stopper projections. This season, Luis Robert is scheduled to hit 20 home runs. He's also Oh, here's here's Deary. Hey buddy! Hi! You're just in time. We're firing up Luis Robert right. here. Luis Robert, Ooh, 20 home we runs. Got... 20 home runs for Luis Robert. Shine or ride the pine. That's a shine for me. Ooh. An a-
3: absolute shine. I was you know, I was let me go off script a little bit here. Uh I was looking at, like, who could be a guy that could end up being the number one overall fantasy player that is, like, outside top 30 or top 40? Um, Last year, Judge was ADP was 35. Guerrero, the year before that, was 47. year before that was Freddie Freeman. It's very rare that we get the guy that's a top five ADP end up being the number one guy. I wrote Mm -hmm. a list of three guys that would have the potential to do it, and it's an insane fantasy take, but... Luis Robert was on this list. And Ooh. over 20 home runs is absolutely doable for Luis Robert. Got to stay healthy, though.
2: Yep. Got to stay healthy. Uh, too talented for me, barring some catastrophe injury wise. And that Tony La Russa is gone. I do think that played a huge role in why the White Sox were not as good. I really, really do. Saw some life. Yeah. From Yohan Mankata and some others at the end of the season after La Russa stepped aside. La Russa was given such a deal, too, because he totally failed. He totally blew it. Everyone knows it, but they were like, "Ah, eh, he's having some heart troubles. He's going to step aside. No. Fuck you have failed. Fuck La Russa, that failed. That he was, that it, was awful. All...
3: What, what the hell were they doing? White Sox yeah. should have won the division last year and just underperformed. And I truly believe a lot of that had to do with him. And injury as mm-hmm.
2: well. Absolutely. The clubhouse matters, especially with the season as long as baseball 162 damn games you got to have a clubhouse that is operating in a functional manner and that just wasn't the case Tony Russo used to have it but sometimes you lose it and he lost it all right we'll do a couple more shine or ride the pine here where we try to say are we going to shine it meaning we're taking the over are we going to ride the pine by taking the under that was Luis Robert at 20 we both agreed 20 home runs over for him let's spin the wheel I'm just going to randomly go Trace Thompson no come on that's boring Let's uh, try another one. A lot of White Sox showing up here. Oh, how about this one? Saya Suzuki this year. Saya Suzuki, I was excited when he showed up last year. He was mildly disappointing. Did have some injury issues, so I'll spare him that. This season, Saya Suzuki is penciled in for a 337 OBP. Shine around the pine on Suzuki's OBP at
0: 337.
3: Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to bring up his... What was his OBP last year? I'm trying to bring that up.
2: Uh, last year, he finished right around there. I think it was at 333. 30, so it's 336.
3: not... 336. Um, yeah, I'm going to shine this. I, You know, the injury issue definitely hurt him. He was much better down the stretch. Uh, you know, he, he's a guy who had close to 10% walk rate last year. I I, I think we're going to see closer to 20 home runs if he's healthy. He's also going to give you some decent bag uh, stealing as well. I mean, he's a guy who could be of really, really good value. I don't love the lineup, but... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to shine this one
2: Yeah, I'm going to shine this too I think there's more talent in there that we didn't get to see You know, there's always the adjustment It is a big change Even if you're a dominant or elite player over in Asia So yeah, Suzuki's coming over Had the injury issue that did set him back, I believe But barring that He's fresh He's got a new lineup That has Dansby Swanson in it now And Eric Hosmer Eric, I mean, that's huge and Cody Bellinger. It's a different looking lineup for the Cubs. And I think that Seiya Suzuki is going to be a key part of that. If he hits in the middle of that order, he's going to have an OBP above 337. I'm taking shine on Seiya Suzuki's 337 OBP. Now, you know. Yeah, me. this is the pitching side, Deary. We need this to do li- the pitcher. This
3: lineup's the most boomer bust lineup in the league because it's like, what do you, like, <laughs> is there going to be a. Like, Dansby had an amazing season last year. And now he's moving parks, moving to a new team. You know, same thing with Cody Bellinger, who's just been absolute trash for the last year and a half. Things could go really well, or it could be an absolute garbage fire.
2: <laughs> I love garbage fires. Those are the best. All right, let's go with Shane McClanahan, who had an incredible mm. run for most of 2022. Kind of flamed out at the end of the season last year, but still a great season. Deary, are you going to take... The over shine or ride the pine on 22 quality starts from Shane McClanahan this season.
3: Ooh, 22 quality starts. Uh, I mean, he's probably going to get anywhere from 30 to 32 starts, depending if he's healthy. I mean, 166 innings last year and he was really, really good. Obviously the schedule is a little different, man. I, I really have a hard time with a lot of these, So a tough one. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shine it. I'm gonna shine it. I really believe in him. Yay! Uh guy who doesn't walk a ton of people. Uh, you know, Babip is really, really nice. Last year, it, you know, he was incredible in the minors. I, you know, usage is gonna go up a little bit. I know the Rays are gonna Ray, but they're also gonna need to try to, you know, compete with a. You, with the uh, with the Blue Jays in a tough division. So I think he ends up getting close to 185 innings, and if he's healthy enough, yeah, I'm going to go with 22 is good. I think he's a guy who's going to be a top-five Cy Young guy if he repeats what he
2: did last year. Woo! All right! Welcome to hell! I think he's going to top this number as well. It's not easy to do, and there's always the... The letdown season, he's still young. There could be adjustments made to him this year. We're like, oh, we're going to take advantage of him in this way. But I think his stuff is so nasty that he's still going to thrive. I think 23 quality starts. I'm going to shine it. I'm doing it. It's going to be tight. It's going to be real tight, I think. But I'm taking it. uh Gamesh, Steve checking in, saying shine or ride the pine. Five blocked free throws per game for Vladi Divots in NBA 2K for a second Dreamcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we used to play. Oh, my God. On the Sega Dreamcast, the original NBA 2K, when it came out, and we played it every day, me and Guile, <laughs> yeah. and there was a glitch in the game where you could block free throws. It was so stupid. You could just what? jump up in the free throw lane. Yeah. We we wouldn't do it because it would ruin the game, but we did find it out, and if somebody was, like, drunk or, like, getting their ass beat and was annoyed, they'd just start doing it to – we would do it to one another. It was so stupid. <laughs> Sega Dreamcast. great game. Wow. The Dreamcast. I, when the Dreamcast came out, man – it was revolutionary yeah it was nfl 2k nba 2k i was like whoa this is amazing Woo, man it was exciting uh oh, oh crap okay and uh steve also says drop trow and show off your mervis <laughs> that is a euphemism for matt mervis and dongs i like it all right let's do one more Woo, let's go uh with how about lucas g that's a fun guy to look at right
3: yeah, especially when sure you predict he's gonna win a Cy Young in 2022 and ends up being one of the worst draft picks anyone's ever made in fantasy last year. God damn it! He oh, was awful. dude,
2: he was awful last I year. I think you're being a little, be a little hard on yourself, but he definitely let some people down. I think that's fair to say, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, 180 innings. I think that's too easy. I think that's a lock. Uh, that's too easy. Let's try something else. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. Um, a lock. Let's go over to his rates. Yeah. Oh wow. A 1.23 WHIP, Deery shine or ride the pine, on a 1.23 WHIP for Lucas Giolito this year. Wow, that is high. I mean, God, his walk
3: rate has just been like all over the place, and yeah, he got hit hard last year. But that's that. I mean, that's that's a high WHIP. I mean, it can't be any worse than last year. 1.44. I mean, he was not that bad when he, you know,
2: can't be any worse when than He's been
3: with I the White that. Six. He's gonna say it can't be any worse than 1920 and 21. At, he was 1.10 and below. Uh
2: yeah, I think he's sits. Oh, poor Deary. <sighs> <laughs> Don't get upset, Deary. You do a great job. Sean Rather fine on that whip. 123. I'm gonna shine it, but it's not gonna to- I bet he's gonna go under. You're gonna you're gonna take the under, right? I'm taking the under. I'm going to shine that he has a whip of less than 1.23 this year. In fact, I am super confident in it. Giolito is just not a 1.23 whip kind of guy. He's not a 4 ERA pitcher. He should be at least a 3.50 ERA pitcher. And I think last year was about as worse as it gets for him. And now, as he comes into his 29-year-old prime that he's in, it's time to get radical and make this the season of Lucas Giolito. I think this is the year, dearie. You could predict a Cy Young. I really believe it. Whatever, motherfucker. Okay, yeah, whatever. Maybe I'm wrong. But all I know is that was Shine or Ride the Pine. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> so sorry about Deary's internet. Yeah, Steve says, can't be any worse than Deary's internet connection. Duh-dee! Poor Deary. He didn't deserve this because we've had a great show. It's been a great comeback show. Kicking off the 2023 preview with. Just a little taste of what we're looking at. A little dabble with the fantasy takes. Some shine to ride the pine is always fun. You guys chime in. Drop the comments in the video. Shine to ride the pine. Do you agree or disagree? Deary, by the way, did you go under or over on that Giolito whip? He's going to sit at (laughs) 1.21.
0: Okay. That's a shine.
3: I think he's a 4 ERA again this year. It's not going to be as bad as last year. Um, But I I don't think there's a ton of progression.
2: No, I think... While you were away, I was saying uh, he's – last year was as worse as it gets, as bad as it gets. This is going to be a great comeback year for Giolito. There's no way he could be as bad as he was last year. I just do not believe that. He's too talented. He works too hard. He's developing his grips. He's trying to make changes for the better. But maybe that's the problem. Maybe he tinkers too much. I will say that. He does love to tinker. Well, yeah, I was reading something uh, a
3: couple weeks ago about like – and this is something I always notice with him is like it seems like he short arms, his – is throwing and he was trying to make a Ooh. big change to that in the offseason. So it could be like a tinker that really helps him out. Or it's like too much fucking tinkering.
2: <laughs> tinker stinker. Don't do it. Don't go overboard. Keep it real. There it is. That's the show. That's the first Palazzo podcast of 2023 for the original edition where me and Deer get together. <laughs> Woo, we did it. Shot around the pine. The same fantasy takes. Leaning off. All the classics are here. We brought you what we do and we hope you enjoyed it. Make sure if you're new to the show, Please subscribe to this video, subscribe to our channel, like it, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. If you like what we do, just support us with the free things that you can do to support us. I'll support you. I will. I'd like to. I'd like you. Uh, Deary, any final thoughts today? It
3: was so great to get back at it, and I'm excited for next week. All of you that were in the chat, thank you so much. I mean, it's good to see that we have not been forgotten.
2: It is. I, you know what? That's a really nice way to put it, Deary. I completely agree. It is nice to have. The interaction makes it everything. I mean, we'll do the show together because we like talking about stuff, me and Deary. But the interaction just takes it up another level. So thank you, everybody. Nice debut show. Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. That's going to do it for this one. A Sound Money says, you're welcome. Thank you. Jay Bird gave us a thumbs up. You guys are sweet. You sweeties. I'm now going to turn it over to the one and only... Russell Crowe. Take care, everybody.
1: Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly they mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, Quick's the word and sharp's the action. After all, surprise is on our side.
4: (laughs) You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.